Hey team, so this week we are going to be talking about um, returning to movement. Obviously, for the last three, four months, we've all moved in a very different way than we would have been used to. Some will have been using makeshift equipment. You will have all been in unfamiliar environments in most cases. So we wanted to address how to appropriately and safely return to working out. Um, I am James. I'm here once again with Ellie. Ellie, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good. Um, we do have some hoovering going on in the background and a member or two working out, so there might be the odd rogue noise, but we can we can live with that. Um, there's also, we're probably going to be eating our way through a chocolate brownie or two as well, because there's yet to be a podcast on nutrition, so I don't know any better. Um, <laughs> but we can, we can work through all of that. Um, the response to the first episode was great. You know, we're approaching kind of 70, 75 listens already, which, you know, for our first Velasco podcast, I'm actually super happy with. Um, we've got a couple of little recordings to share from some members after opening weekend as well, because this is the first time in talking to you since being able to reopen the doors, which is amazing. Uh, this, the podcast is now on pretty much every podcast platform available. So regardless of what you use, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, you should be able to search for Valesco and subscribe to it so that you get notifications as and when new episodes go live. If you have the ability to rate it, please feel free. We'll open ourselves up to positively or negatively. As I said previously, your thoughts are going to make this the resource that we feel it could be. So, yeah, I think that's probably a, a, enough of, of me talking as usual and going forward as we will we're going to kick off with a couple of quickfire q and a's for ellie so ellie marmite love or hate love <laughs> um red wine or white wine red every day nice not every day but i would never yeah, drink right. red white wine <laughs> calm down <laughs> um pineapple on pizza yes or no absolutely i like fruit with most savory stuff nice have you seen the um there's a photo, you can probably find it online. I've got it saved on my phone. Um, strawberries on pizza, have you seen that? No, but I did make a really nice strawberry salsa in lockdown, which I will happily share the recipe with for anyone who wants it. Okay, nice. Uh, Go-to takeaway cuisine? Thai. Okay. Potentially controversial. Please don't take offence to anybody listening. Cats or dogs? Guys, <laughs> <I said> both. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh God, uh, that's such a hard question for me because I I am a massive fan of both. I miss having my cat. Um, I actually don't think I can choose. All right, we'll go we'll go compromise and we'll go. If if and there's very few of you that will have, but for those that have met Steve Jones's cat, it's basically a dog disguised as a cat. So we'll go that kind of hybrid pet. Okay. Um, beach holiday or active holiday. Oh, that's a good question. It would probably depend on what time of year you ask me. Generally, I think I would pick active. Nice. I, I guess right now you'd pick any holiday at all. Correct. Um, books or films? Films. Music or podcasts? I mean, you kind of have to answer that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> until very recently, the decision would have been easy. It would definitely have been music. I have, however... Um, started listening to a lot more podcasts when I'm in the car for longer than 10 minutes. So nice. probably at the moment, podcasts. Front or back squat? Back, every day. Chipper or sprint? 
chipper because I'm not very good at sprints <laughs> in any form. Uh, and finally, if you could only ever own one piece of equipment and you couldn't train at a gym, what one piece of equipment would you have at home? Wow. Um, I think it would have to be a pull-up bar, um, but one that is that I could use as I would use it in the gym just because I still find gymnastics really satisfying. <clears throat> cool. All right. Thanks. Warm? I am. Wicked. <laughs> um, as I referenced earlier on, the gym is now reopen. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday. We reopened on the Saturday, so we've already had some team workouts. We've already had comp training. We've already had a couple of days of classes. So if we think about opening weekend, what worked? Oh, what worked? Um, I mean, I think a lot of time and energy went into the planning of it. I mean, obviously all the COVID-19 safety measures and precautions were, were an absolute given, but I think it was really important to us when we opened that people were aware of everything we'd done, that they felt safe, that they felt like they were able to train in an environment where they could keep themselves um, protected and safe but we also wanted it to kind of feel like people were you know coming home coming back to the gym and it's a place that they they loved before lockdown and we didn't want it to be so different that they felt like it was a really sterile environment when they came back so um, we did a team workout on the Saturday socially distanced of course but it was a partner workout so there was some I go you go stuff there was some synchro stuff in there um you know, the music was up loud. Um, so I think, on the whole, I mean, I think the, the weekend went pretty well. We had some really good feedback. Um, all the social distancing measures that have been put in place, like the marking out of the boxes on the floor, the one-way system, you know, the hand sanitizer station. Just, just, I mean, I think we've been, we put a lot of time and energy into planning the reopening. And I think on the whole, it probably went pretty well. Nice. Okay, cool. Is there anything upon reflection that you may have done differently or that maybe you, oh, not overlooked, but maybe that you hadn't anticipated? Um, I think in the lead-up, the, we, we had probably anticipated a few more people coming in for open gym than, than, than actually came in. I think we've, we've always had quite a number of people who use both classes and open gym, and I think we maybe thought people were going to be a bit nervous about a team workout, so we'd use open gym. And at the last minute, we we changed some of the open gym spaces for class spaces, nice. and they, and they were taken. I just think, with hindsight, probably we would we would have done that slightly differently, I guess. Okay, everything goes as you hoped with things like equipment and and you know the boxes on the floor and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, on the whole, I think uh, the one thing we maybe have considered changing we'll look at it probably at the end of this week is um the the boxes on the floor are marked out by the corners only which looks nice and neat and tidy and it doesn't look like someone's run around with a roll of tape attached to them but um when all the equipment's out and people are working out it's it's not quite as clear as we'd like it to be so we may well change that in the next week or two um unless people get used to it and then and then we don't need to yeah okay yeah i mean everything i've heard from talking to different people that have been in over the weekend and my own experience on the Sunday, actually it's not at all as limiting as it had the potential to be. You know, I really enjoyed it. The fact that we can still get a good team workout in as well is kind of highlights the planning that's gone into you know, the last couple of days, which is, which is great. 
on that note, I guess, we have got a couple of recordings from, you know, a whole host of different members that have been in over the weekend, a couple that came to the workouts on Saturday, a couple that have been into classes since. So actually, we thought it would be really nice for you to hear from someone other than Ellie and I. So we are going to pop in a couple of recordings now from different members. We've, we've got a recording from Barb, Sully, um, Justin's in there, Claire, uh, Andrew, Tom, there's a couple of others. So we'll, we'll drop a couple of those in now so you can hear from straight from the horse's mouth, as it were, what the members thought of the last couple of days. Going back to the gym for the first time after so many months off, um, I didn't appreciate how good that place is. I know now what I didn't know then when I started like two years ago. I like the motivation, the motivation you get from the encouragement of other people and giving encouragement to other people in real time. And also being back in the space to tune in with the space, tune in with the pace, tune in with the clock. And I never realized how much I'd miss the rower. To see everybody's smiling faces, being back in that environment that where they love to train um lifting the bar again for the first time uh although it felt a lot heavier than it did before lockdown i swear hats off completely i am both you know extremely impressed with and thankful for the work that ellie leila and amy and all of the other coaches do for us to make us all feel safe coming back to crossfit i was a bit anxious i hadn't exercised for three four months the way i was used to and it definitely started to play on my mind I'm naturally very competitive, so to think that I wasn't going to be at the same fitness level that I was before was definitely something I was anxious about. But to be honest, I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, the coaches have been absolutely amazing. We've always had home wads to work with, Zoom wads that we can get involved with as well. Especially being on furlough, it just meant absolutely everything to me to be able to rely on them for keeping me sane and giving me something to do and get up and go out first thing in the morning and get my exercise done and kind of set me up for the day. Super exciting to be back. Um, obviously nice to not be working out in the living room. There was loads of useful emails and info beforehand, so it meant we all knew what to expect when we got back there. So, so happy to be back um, at Valesco. Um, so during lockdown, everyone was so lovely and supportive, but I think it was just nice being back face to face and being able to see smiling faces again um, and being able to lift something that's not just the kettlebell. It's been really heartwarming coming back to Valesco after lockdown. Um, I felt reassured, calm, welcome, sense of belonging, content, safe. Um, so yeah it's a bit like coming back after a long work trip away and then you walk through your front door and you're home and that's what it feels like to me amazing love that um i think my favorite claire's point around it feeling like coming home after a long business trip i think that's probably my favorite analogy thus far you know there's not not feeling quite like that and you can definitely liken that to returning to somewhere like Velasco. Um, so thank you guys if you've submitted a recording for us to use, really appreciate it. Following on from that then, Elle, how will classes and kit, etc. all look as we move forward? You know, I know there's a whole load of stuff either on order or in the pipeline in terms of new equipment. Yeah. What sort of what sort of thing can we expect over the coming kind of weeks and months? So in, t in terms of class setup, um, obviously we've got boxes marked out on the floor just to ensure people 
are able to keep a safe distance um, from each other. Um, the stations themselves are, are, are set up each day in advance of what we will actually be doing in classes. Obviously, we have to we have to limit people moving around the gym as much as possible. Um, but actually, even, even a couple of days into it, even when the boxes disappear, you may well find that we are still setting the, the gym up ahead of um, each day. I think it's it's nice for the class to come in and see the gym set up. I think that it's nice for them to have some kind of understanding of what they're going to be doing. Um, even in the last couple of days, we found that we've got more time to coach and interact with members um, and spend time getting, you know, a longer warm-up, longer time work on technique, simply because we're not asking 12 to 16 people to move around a gym and get various bits of equipment from different places. So um, it's it's a necessity at the minute. It may well become something that we keep uh, in the future. At the minute, we're obviously limited with what we can do, particularly from a gymnastic perspective. So barbell-wise, we can do almost everything. Um, one of the things that is on order are another set of um, squat racks, freestanding squat racks. So we've got another six on order so that we can then put squatting and pressing um, into our classes um, on a regular basis because everybody will have their own freestanding um, squat rack. Um, again, that will be set up ahead of time for people. Um, the gymnastic side of stuff is a bit more challenging. The, the way that we've got the gym set up, at the minute we can't get more than four or five on the rig with the distance required. Um, that said, we've just had pull-up bars put up in the Bay Area outside, which means that in all weathers um, and all, all times of the year, people can actually use those outside. Um, and warble targets will be going up out there. Um, so once those are up and fully functioning, we'll then be looking at how we can build gymnastics into our timetable. It may well take on the form of shorter classes for fewer people so that we can, you know, we, we're lucky enough at the minute we can get 12 people in a class. You might find that with the gymnastics stuff, we're putting six in a class and it's half an hour, um, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, warbles at the minute, again, we can't really put them into classes because of the, you know, that would mean people standing very close to each other on the wall. Um, in the next couple of weeks, you guys can expect to see a lot more warble targets spotted around the gym, so along the edge of the mares, underneath the mares, in the outside bay area, so that we can start putting warbles in. So if you don't like them, apologies. Too bad for those of you that love them. Hang fire, they come in. Um, ergs and stuff, we are using them. We've got a lot of space in here, so we're able to use the the sort of the rowers and the and the ski ergs and stuff, which is great. So dumbbells, kettlebells, all that sort of stuff. It, most most programming we can do. It's just the gymnastics, but as I said, we are we are looking for a solution for that. Um, we're also with gymnastics in mind having um, the handstand press-up kickboards put up, so they're like your perspex, um, perspex boards that go along the wall to A, protect the wall, but actually make them a little bit easier because it's a smooth surface. So they're on order. Um, I've already mentioned the squat racks, the pull-up bars going up, the um, wall targets, and we've also got another load of weight on order. So we've got about another 1,000 kilos of weight on order so that we can start putting things like heavy deadlifts into workouts and heavy squats without anybody being... Um, disadvantage or not be able to, to go as heavy as they want to in due course. Nice. Yeah, that sounds great. How about the actual structure of the programming? Obviously, you've talked about available equipment. What, you know, at least for the next couple of weeks, how, what are the themes for the programming, just for the, the, the people listening to kind of know what to expect? 
Good question. Um, Pre-lockdown, our members were, um, I guess, fortunate enough. You guys were fortunate enough to have a really, really varied programme. We've got a lot of space in here. We've got the mayors. So we were running, you know, extra weightlifting classes, extra gymnastic classes. Um, there were various other things going on around the gym, which meant that we could have a sort of a class programme. And then if people wanted to do more of a, you know, purely specific, there was road that was going on, or if they wanted to come in, you know, a, a long, long, long condition piece, they could come on a Sunday. Some of that we've been able to bring straight back in. Other bits we're not able to. So we've structured the class programme Monday all the way through until Sunday to give people as well-rounded training programme as, as possible. So nice. Mondays you're looking at squatting, um, whether that's front squat, back squat, overhead squat. Um, Tuesdays, pressing, so strict press, push press, um, Wednesdays is your longer conditioning style workout or interval style. So little to no weight, um, high rep, um, looking at your ergs. You can't run at the moment, so get used to getting friendly with the rowers and the ergs and the bikes. Um, Thursdays, um, look at your skill. So either gymnastics where we can, so potentially looking at handstand press-ups off a box to help build strength through people's shoulders um, and teach them for people to get a feel being upside down um, or Olympic lifting. So we're building that into the, the skill day at the minute. And then on a Friday, you'd be looking at deadlifts. So pulling heavy weight from floor and again, looking at variations of that. So regular deadlift, sumo from a deficit where people's mobility will allow just to, you know, provide a really well-rounded program that's, that's, that's functional, that, that gives people everything they need, but is also still fun and interesting and varied because ultimately that's, that's why people want to come back nice so big friday is back on the cards for those that love a deadlift cool you've mentioned open gym briefly yeah for the people that are interested in that and those that are going to be coming to classes how does what's class length look like and how does booking in arriving leaving for a specific time slot look um so classes are we're trying to keep it as close to the old structure as we could as i've said we've actually got the advantage of having all the kit out already so we've already saved ourselves five minutes at the start of a class i mean and that's probably being yeah. <laughs> um airing on the side of caution and then obviously five minutes at the end of a class as well so we've bought 10 minutes back classes typically at the minute are taking about 50 minutes so there's then 10 minutes at the end where people can clean down their kit gather all their stuff up, check they haven't left anything behind, um, and then leave before the next class comes in. So we're asking classes who arrive to wait outside. Um, the entrance to the gym here is fairly small and contained, and we know that obviously being in small contained areas is something that we need to avoid. So at the minute, it's the summer, it's dry. <laughs> it's super easy to ask people to wait outside. Yeah. Um, and then people leaving through the roller shutter mm. and anyone entering the building is being asked to do so via the entrance, but just waiting outside until the, the class before them has left. As for open gym, um, as I said, we're, we're lucky enough that we've got enough space for people to, to book in for that. Um, there's currently four bookings for every space session available. Um, for people to book into starting from six o'clock in the morning running through to be closed at night where the open gym spaces are and what kit is available is dictated to a little bit by what's going on in the class so at the minute if there's ergs in the class unfortunately 
during busier times on open gym, you might find that you don't have access to those, but you will have access to the rigs, so all the, the bays, plenty of bars, um, et cetera, et cetera. So use those days to practice your gymnastics and move some weight. Um, on the days when the herbs aren't being used, obviously there's full access to those. The same rules apply for open gym. So you need to turn up for the start of the open gym slot and you need to leave by the end of it. So the, the open gym slots are actually an hour and a half, but it's important because we can't have too many people in the building at any one time that people, if they want to make the most of their open gym slot, they turn up when it starts. But regardless of what time they turn up, um, we need people to leave by the end of their of their open gym space. All right, cool. Thanks, Al. If, obviously, if anybody has anything specific they would like to know, they can message the Valesco Instagram account or drop a, a message onto the Facebook group. I think everything is fairly well covered between you know, the information Elliot has just shared and between a couple of emails that have gone out. Um, that said, people will always have their own niche questions, so don't feel like you can't ask. I think now might be a good time to move on to the thought process about actually returning. We've talked about how the gym will accommodate people's return to working out. I think there's real validity in talking about how people themselves can accommodate their return to movement, um, how they should be, how they could be, and how they might be thinking about things will play such a massive part in people remaining injury-free, people remaining positive, people enjoying their return to, to workouts. So let's let's maybe get stuck into that for a couple of minutes, if if you don't mind. I guess first question: What should people be thinking about to help them avoid and limit risk of injury? Great question. I think ultimately it comes down to listening to your body. Um, your bodies are probably going to feel pretty different to how they did four or five months ago. Um, so listen to them. Make sure you're warming up properly. We're spending a lot more time focusing on warming up, stretching properly. Um, the first sort of 20, 25 minutes of a lot of the classes are spent around the warm-up at the minute just to kind of gives us an opportunity to coach people, spot where people might need extra support at the minute, um, and just to make sure people are, are super warm before they before they get into to work out. Um, and I think the other thing to to really think about is to just, you know, we talk about high-intensity movement and ultimately that's what we want to get back to. Um, and intensity can come in a variety of ways. It can come with how fast you move. It can come with, you know, how much weight you're moving. I think in, in, on both those counts, just, just bear in mind, you haven't moved in this way for a long time and just give yourself a little bit of a break. Take some of the intensity out of it. Don't try and move the weights you were moving pre-lockdown. Don't expect to be able to do as many burpees in the same amount of time as you could before. Um, just get in listen to your coaches, listen to your body and just get used to moving again. Yeah, I, nice. I, I agree. I, you know, strength and conditioning is a skill in its own right, right? So Absolutely. The same way, you know, muscle memory is, is a thing and I think the same way that you would relearn a skill that you haven't done for four or five months, the same goes for your strength. It, it will come back and, and working from a place of experience and the fact that you're not starting from the beginning will help but strength will take 
like a uh, like muscle memory, like a repetitive pattern, like any other skill, you know, like typing on a keyboard. If you stop doing something for a prolonged period of time and start doing it again, naturally you won't be. It's unfair to compare yourself to where you were previously. Um, probably worth mentioning as well. Al, do you want to just let the the more tenured members of Valesco and those newer to us know a little bit about Lucy? Absolutely. Um, Lucy Peters, um, nickname is Magic Hands for a very good reason. <laughs> um, she's a sports massage therapist. Um, she works with Bristol Bears, so that in itself should be um, a bit of an insight into her um, level of knowledge and experience. Um, she works with members. Um, she's on site a few days a week at varying times. Um, I would recommend you go and see her injured or not. She's, she's great for injury rehab, but actually the vast majority of people that go and see her at the minute is, is to stay injury free. You know, she's very good at, obviously her, her job is soft tissue work. Um, and you know, that one of the best ways to stay injury free is to make sure you look after your bodies and looking after your bodies isn't just about sleep and hydration and nutrition and exercise it's about making sure that you are actually looking after you know your muscles and you're making sure that you pay attention to any little niggles you might have um so you know massage and soft tissue work is is is, is well known for safeguarding as far as we can against injury um and lucy is lucy's top notch so get along and see her as soon as you can work it it's great Thanks, Al. And, and Lucy will regularly post on the Facebook page. And if the quickest way, I guess, is to open up the Valesco Facebook page, search for Lucy Peters. You'll find her pretty quickly. Drop her a message. Um, but yeah, definitely worthwhile if you are injured or you've got little niggles. But as Ellie said, equally, even if you haven't, she'll make you realise how kind of tight you are. And you know, she's she's great. Um, and when Ellie says she works with Bristol Bears, she doesn't mean that Lucy's out in the forests on weekends, you know, hunting down wildlife. Good point. Um, that is Bristol's rugby team. So, you know, she's working at an elite level in sport, which is so cool to have her on site and available to us all as well. Um, cool. Comparing People comparing themselves to themselves pre-lockdown, as I mentioned, is, is probably not, an ideal practice right now. Equally, people comparing themselves to other people that they may currently or previously have been, you know, on a similar level as. Why? What are your, what are your thoughts on on you know self comparison and, and that that kind of thing? Uh, the short answer is don't do it. Um, and then the longer answer is, I mean, it can be as long as you want it to be, but I think on specifically looking at comparing yourself to others, um, it's something that I think on the whole is, is a bad idea anyway. Um, there's a well-known saying about, you know, comparison is a thief of joy and it, and it absolutely is. Yeah. I think in the environment that we're in, sometimes it's, it's motivational and it's fun and it's a way of um, building some camaraderie to have friendly competition with people who you know who are on a similar level, a similar journey as you are. Um, but I think that is where the conversation around competing and training come in. Um, but on the whole, I think comparing yourself to others is is, is negative from a, from a mental and a physical perspective. We Historically, we use the whiteboard to 
you know, see who's in classes, which is a good thing. It helps with people learn each other's names, which is a good thing. Um, but we always recorded people's scores from workouts, whether that was the number of reps that they'd hit, whether that was the amount of weight that they'd moved. Um, because of the COVID-19 measures in place at the minute, we can't do it. Um, but when restrictions relax a little bit, we won't be doing it through choice. We will probably go back to writing people's names on the board for the reasons that I've mentioned. And where members feel like they want to put their scores and weights and all that sort of stuff on the workout, they'll be invited to do so if for them that piece of accountability helps. We know that for some people it is a negative part of a class for them and we don't want there to be anything negative. People sometimes fear that score. Um, we could have a whole another podcast about the whiteboard, which we may well do. But I think specifically to this conversation, we want in future people to avoid walking and going, oh, I wonder what so-and-so did at what weight? Because it then encourages people to, you know, move a weight that they shouldn't be moving because they can't do it with good form or it causes them to worry about the workout coming up, which means they're ultimately not focusing on themselves and what they're trying to get out of it. Um, and I think specifically at the moment, not recording scores and stuff means that people can, as we've talked about previously, just come in, get used to being back in the gym. There's no pressure from us. There's no pressure from other people. And they're not putting any pressure on themselves to do what they had done previously or what anybody else is currently doing. Because, you know, we all, everybody's lockdown journey was very, very different. So even for people who were potentially at a similar skill level, had similar sit strengths, um, you know, can kind of go head-to-head -head in a workout previously, they may very well be in different places right now. So for both parties to then try and compare themselves to each other is, is as far as we're concerned as coaches, there is no positive that can, that can come from that really at nice. the moment. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think, you know, it, it can take, realistically, with the amount of, not time off, but with the the time period people have spent moving very differently. Realistically, you're probably looking at about three to four weeks before you are anywhere near the comparable level that you were pre-lockdown. I think give yourself a long enough time period to redevelop some strength, redevelop some movement patterns that you may not have, have executed you know, even redevelop mindset to an extent. I think your point around whether you're competing or whether you're training is super valid as well. And the change around interaction with the whiteboard will go a long way in allowing people to approach this differently as well. I think if, I think most of our members, if I kind of asked you guys, you know, when was the last time you competed? most people's default will be either, well, I've never done a, a competition or oh, I did a, I did a pairs competition about a year and a half ago in the gym down the road. Realistically, for most people consciously or not, I think the, the frequency of competition is as regularly as you visit the gym. You know, the moment you write a score up on a whiteboard or subconsciously, sort of give a thought to where you are in a workout compared to the person next to you or compared to somebody that you know is of a similar fitness level actually your end goal is get a great time on the board or get heavy weight on the board or finish the workout before so-and-so finishes the workout and actually that takes the focus away whether you are aware of it or not 
from sound consistent movement and far more towards competition getting the best score that you can get which we want to encourage because you 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 get the most adaptation when you're working at high level of intensity but we don't want to encourage that in place of you know sound movement so re- that, you know, that might be the difference between if i use comp training as an example on the weekend if we program rope climbs I could either A, try and get myself up that rope quicker than Steve or Josh or Kyle, or I could actually drag a plyo box over to a rope that I'm dangling over the rig and spend 20 minutes clamping my feet onto that rope and unclamping my feet. You know, I'm, I'm going to get far more from that 20 minutes worth of practice and training than I am from trying to get myself up a rope as quickly as possible without any real purposeful thought around intent and and mechanics and efficient movement. So I think making the conscious decision to work at an appropriate intensity that still allows you to maintain good movement pattern and good bar path and and good form and keep yourself safe is, is super important. On from that then, if we think about things like those that had maybe a slightly more active lockdown than, than others. Um, I know we've got a couple of members that are coming back um, in the early stages of pregnancy. In your experience, what's worked well in the past for members that we've had in, I guess, any stage of pregnancy to help keep themselves safe, to help still get a good workout, but taking into account you know, they're very different priorities and they're very different kind of state of, of physicality um yeah i mean i think obviously we, we've we've had pregnant members um with us before uh, i think it's important for us to point out at this point we are not here we're not allowed to give advice on whether you should or shouldn't be training um if you have made the decision to train and you have sought out the medical advice that you have either wanted to or needed to, and it's safe for you to do so, then obviously we would encourage you to come and train here in in an environment where we can um, assist you in staying safe. I think the most important thing for anybody who is pregnant is to listen to their bodies, and we can help you build up strength in other areas of the body that will be beneficial through the later stage of pregnancy and childbirth and into, into, you know, the sort of the, uh, and beyond. Um, But I think the most important thing is to listen to your body, make sure we know about it. Um, And listening to your body isn't just a listen to your body when you're here. You know, if you're feeling super tired, take a rest. They don't, don't come to the gym. If you felt great when you got here and then suddenly you don't feel great, just let us know if you, if a movement felt good last week and then this week it doesn't feel so good, let us know. Just keep communicating with us. Talk to us. Um, don't put yourselves under any pressure at all to move with, with intensity if you don't feel like it. Cool. So all of that taken into account then out, your two biggest tips for members returning to the gym post lockdown. Uh, the first one would be um, if you haven't yet been in um, and you're worried about doing so, please, please come and talk to us. You know, we're we're not just here to coach you through an actual class. We're here for you to talk to about pretty much anything you want to talk to um, us about. And if you are nervous about coming back, either because of COVID-19 or because you haven't been very active for the last few months or you feel like you've put on weight or you're worried about how you're going to perform in a class, whatever your concerns are, 
just come and talk to us and we'll do what we can to, to kind of put your mind at ease. Um, and I think for everybody, and I include the coaches in this, I include myself in this, I include everyone who has been in today and people who haven't yet been in, is just give yourself a bit of a break. We talk about high intensity movement a lot and it is where the magic happens. We know that doesn't mean that your first couple of weeks back into movement and exercise have to be super intense. You know, be, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your bodies, get used to moving, do your best to move well, build the habit of coming to the gym back into your daily routine. And in a few weeks, you'll naturally start wanting to pick up that intensity again anyway, I'm sure. Nice. Cool. So obviously I'm going to turn the, turn the tables a little bit here, James. What would be your two top tips for people returning to the gym after lockdown? Um, okay. So my first one, I'm going to come out from a mindset perspective, and that is turning have to into get to. Um, I think if you start with mindset, everything else becomes so much easier. Some of you will have heard this before. It's a Ben Bergeron thing from Chasing Excellence and very well known in the world of Stoic philosophy. Um, try and catch yourself saying, I have to do something. So I have to pick the kids up after work before I can train, or I have to get up at 5am to work out. And every instance you can, pause and literally, and I, I, I sit and say it out loud sometimes, which... You know, if I'm in company, some people think I'm a bit mental. But being able to kind of stop yourself and go, no, no, actually, I get to get up at 5 a.m. and work out. I get to work out after I've picked the kids up. There are people that don't have that option. And the moment you flip it from having to go and do something to getting to go and do something, it makes it an awful lot easier to get to go and do it. <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it makes you appreciate it as a positive. And we all know it's a positive, but if you've had a super long day at work and you're feeling a bit tired and you haven't really eaten properly and nobody that you know is going to be at the gym, actually, yeah, it can feel like a bit of a chore, but you still get to go and work out. You go in with that mindset, everything else becomes infinitely easier. My second is to be proud of scaling or proud of modifying. Nice. Um, by that, I mean, if your previous power clean was 80 kilos, you haven't power cleaned for three or four months, and a 60 kilo power clean comes up in a workout for reps, appropriately scaling and being proud of making that decision, I think would be my other piece of advice. You're not going to turn 60 kilo power cleans over like you would have four months ago if you haven't touched a barbell for four months. And knowing you know, work with the coach to, to understand the intended stimulus. If I'm asking you to do grace, 30 clean and jerks for time at 60 kilos, realistically, I want you to be finishing in, you know, three to five minutes. If your one RM power clean four months ago was 80 kilos, I don't want you doing 30 clean and jerks at 60 kilos because you're not going to get the correct stimulus. Realistically, for you to get the best from that workout and for you to work in a way that we would want you to actually, you know, drop into 40, 50 kilos, you're going to get a much better workout. You're going to hit the intended stimulus much more appropriately. You're going to limit the risk of injury. And that is a decision. We've talked about listening to your body. That is a decision to be proud of and to be, you know, to come away from that workout going, yeah, do you know what? I made a great decision. As a result, I got a great workout three, four weeks time. Yeah, cool. I might be able to do that same workout at 60 kilos be proud of making sensible decisions. Now, I, I guess the two are somewhat mindset-based, but you know, as I said, you start with mindset, start with positive self-talk. 
everything else after that is so much easier. It falls into place without too much more effort. Couldn't agree more. I think I think there's a, about three or four more podcasts worth of um, content just, just on what you said, James. But I I couldn't I couldn't agree more and echo those those thoughts. Nice. I think Leo might agree as well. Um, <laughs> so if it's been signed off by Leo, I'm happy to run with that as uh, approved advice. Amazing. So we've covered quite a you know quite a broad spectrum of, of of topics and advice again in this episode so hopefully you guys have found used to that i think there's some stuff that we've touched on that has the potential to go even further in in upcoming episodes so i know there's talks about an episode or specifically around mindset um positive self-talk you know we've touched a little bit on injury and and you know the, the approach to returning to to working out if any of those have kind of wet your appetite or that, you know, sparked any thoughts that you'd like to hear discussed, as always, drop us a message. I know quite a few of you have kind of engaged with us this week, which has been amazing. So thank you so much. Um, the three S's, as I'm going to refer to it from now on, um, share, subscribe and star rating. You know, if you <laughs> share this with anybody that you feel has relevance, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Um, if you can rate it on whatever platform that you use, please feel free. Um, we're never going to hit top of the iTunes charts, but the more ratings it gets, the better. Um, Ellie, any final thoughts? Yeah, come in. Come and, come and, uh, <laughs> come and do a workout with us as nice. soon as you can. Cool. On that note, team, thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely day. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>